Welcome to Running an Obstacle Race Train. I'm your host, Jeff Bennett, and I've been running and doing obstacle race training for many, many years, to include the 22 years I was in the Army and the 15 years since I've been retired. Happy to share experiences and interview other such athletes to kind of motivate us to keep going and finish the course. This program is brought to you currently by Red Bike Publishing. Books and Training. Hello, I'm your host, Jeff Bennett, and welcome to our first edition of our blog. This is our first podcast, actually. I said blog. I'm looking at a blog right now, www. It's not even www. It's just runninmud.blogspot.com. And uh, just looking over the years that I've been blogging there, I started in December of 2012. That's been a little over eight years that I've been blogging and talking about fitness, especially obstacle course racing. And it's funny to look back over the time at how much I've progressed by keeping this journal here. And what I mean by progressed is how far I've actually started to run and how my training has evolved over the past few years. I got into obstacle course racing after retiring from the Army. Uh, When I first got out, I relaxed a lot. Um, Started having, my wife started having our children. We had them late in life. And so I was raising three children, eating the same way that I did when I was on active duty as a lean, mean fighting machine. But uh, not so much. After about 40 years old, my metabolism slowed down a whole lot, and I found myself gaining a lot of weight, Um, about 40 pounds. I mentioned I was a lean, mean fighting machine. Most of my life, I carried around 135 pounds and maintained that easily, eating six, seven, eight meals a day. But like I said, once I turned 40, I kept the same eating habits, but I did not learn to exercise drill sergeant wasn't getting me up every morning. First sergeant, sergeant major wasn't making me run like I used to run. So, or do push-ups or pull-ups or anything else for that matter. But one day I had a reality check and there I was, 40 pounds heavier. And uh, I resolved right there to make a change. I didn't know what I was going to do at first. I just knew I wouldn't be going to get the cream-filled honey buns out of the office uh uh, machine. So I started there and then uh, I read a little bit about how to take off weight quick and believe it or not, I did it by walking really slow. What I had read was that if you walk slowly and don't get your heart rate up, you'll burn more fat that way. What kind of sense did that make? Well, it seemed to have worked because I did not want to start running or doing anything till I got some of those pounds off me. So I cut out the honey buns, knocked out 10 pounds. And then I worked a little bit and got down uh, 20 pounds, but I still didn't know what I wanted to do yet. The plan was just go running, do push-ups, and sit-ups because I didn't have much imagination. Well, that all changed one night at my son's baseball game. This coach came in, and he had a... looked like um, the high order of the water buffalo helmet. You remember the old 
Flintstones episodes where uh, Fred would wear the uh, fuzzy helmet with the horn sticking out. That's exactly what I saw. And Coach was having fun. He was passing around to all the ball players under his charge and and having fun with it. Probably like the funny head while he ran the warrior dash. So I overheard him talking. And then uh, I had never heard of warrior dash. And then uh, the lady sitting next to me started telling me about obstacle course racing. And uh, that was, I guess, eight years ago. I didn't know how to find a race where to look and she gave me some pointers look online and um so i was i was strictly an outsider did not know how to get involved so i found something online it's called the moonshine mud run and, and it happened near chattanooga tennessee i called to my buddies said let's go run the moonshine mud run and um this is a couple of years maybe a year or two after I decided to start losing weight. And so I started to shape up a little bit, jogging and do what I could between um, the time that I had between, you know, raising the kids. So I called them up and we ran the Moonshine Mud Run. And it was a typical 5K course climbing over and under things. So we started in the first heat. And I took off running and I did not look back. I came in first out of that heat But second that entire day, Um, I was old, I thought I was tired, but apparently I was well motivated to run. So I figured out, hey, I'm good at that. What does it take to get better? So I started devising a plan and working out, hence that's how my blog got started. Um, Then obstacle course racing changed. It started to get more technical, more difficult. No longer was it just climbing over and through stuff. And we had heavy carries, but that that's for later discussion. I started blogging, and my workouts were reflected the race length. You know, I was running three miles a day, and in between each mile, I was doing something like 10 burpees between each mile, maybe some monkey bars, um, more burpees. So, I, again, no imagination. And all I needed to do was be fast enough to climb over and climb through things. And I was going to do pretty good. Then the courses started evolving. I need to have better grip strength. So I started practicing that a little bit. Um, But mostly it was climbing over and under things. The first, uh, I went and did some warrior dashes. Did pretty good in those. I was doing the open heat. I was too intimidated to do elite heat. In fact, I didn't know anybody who did elite heat except athletes who like to get out in the cold weather. I like to go in about 10 or 11 in the morning when it started warming up. And I was more trying to race and getting frustrated in the open heats because I didn't know the difference between an open and an elite heat. And I thought I was racing. And ended up being in long lines and getting frustrated And then I learned about the elite heats or the competitive heats. Back then it was elite heats. And I ran a savage race. This must have been about 2014, 2015. Ran it in um, Georgia. And did not know it. But uh, I ran the elite heat. And I got first in my age group. And a later discussion we'll have with somebody that I plan to interview is two of those guys in my age group ended up being founder members of a group called the Gray Berets, 
for men over 50. Turned out to be a fun group. Um, I'm in that now. I got in a few years later, and I came across that picture and showed it to the guys. And they were like, wow, we were wondering what happened to that guy, which was me. And you can see I didn't change very much, but these guys got cut. They got um, the cool haircuts. So I could see a transition in their lives as they started to take obstacle course racing seriously, or a little bit more serious than back then. And um, so I was doing well. But then we saw the courses change even more. Battle Frog came out. That is one race, I don't know if any of you have had a chance to run in, where if you don't make that obstacle, they're taking your band away. Well, Battle Frog was the first time I was introduced to um, doing monkey bars or a multi-rig that was primarily made of nunchucks that you had to hang from and hopefully not slip off. I tried and tried, but could not make it, so I ended up getting my band cut. And back then I had a philosophy of, I'm going to try as many times as reasonable, and then I'm going to move on, because I want to run the course a couple of times. I don't want to sit stationary at a course trying to do an obstacle that I know I won't pass. Um, so I ended up getting my band cut off a lot, but I still ended up doing a lot of miles. I met people there who would not move on and would not get their band cut off, but they were just like me at the end did not finish or DNF. And so there's different philosophies. None are right, none are wrong. You just have to do what's right for you. And hopefully we'll discuss some more in future podcasts. But then, um, so, started reading a lot about grip strength. Um, you know, seeing guys like Ryan Adkins flow through this course and American Ninja Warriors flow through these courses told me I've got to do some training. So I cut some PC, PC, PCV, I don't know the name of them, those plastic water pipes and hung some up in trees and tried it myself. At this point in my career, if they still had a battle frog, I would make it because I continued to evolve one step behind obstacle course racing. I'd always show up with to obstacles that I did not know how to do. They were very technical. But I did learn a few things. I, I took uh, CrossFit training to get stronger. And also joined a local ninja gym to learn how to do obstacles smartly. Found out I was plenty strong, but I just needed some techniques. So now Battle Frog is gone, um, and we've got some more national level things. Um, The courses are no longer just 5K. The courses are getting longer and longer. And matter of fact, my next race is going to be a Bone Frog Endurance. Because uh, lately, I've been running about between 40 and 50 miles a week, going from 12 miles a week a few years ago to 40 to 50 miles a week now. I've started trail running, and so I'm doing a lot of ultra marathons. In uh, November, I ran my first marathon since 1991, and in the same time of about 4 hours, 3 hours 57 minutes, same time as I did in 91. Um, since then... I've run that marathon and two ultra marathons of 50k each back to back in December and January. And so now I'm looking forward to hopefully doing about 30 32 miles at the Bone Frog. I'll let you know how that goes. That's I can run that, but I don't know if my grip strength will last 10 8 to 10 rounds around the sprint track. But again, that's more training that I that I just have to do. So the point here is 
if you're feeling competitive, if you feel like you'd like to go fast, you've got to keep one step ahead of the obstacle designers and be ready. Um, there's no way you can be ready for each obstacle, but there are some basic fitness things that you can do. One is get your shoulders and elbows strong. Do those exercises that increase strength in your shoulders and elbows. I'm talking about the soft tissues, uh, not necessarily the muscles, the connective tissues that so you don't get an injury. And make those strong, then start working. And we'll talk about methods of doing that. Hopefully I'll be able to bring on some guests so you don't have to hear me talk the whole time. Anyway, um, joining obstacle race training and improving my running has helped me eat better, and now I'm maintaining um, my weight. It's still hard to maintain that weight. You know, I'm getting older. I am 54 now, but I want to encourage you out there. It is possible. Now, I talked about the competitive side, um, but let's talk about the community side of obstacle course racing. Um, when I first started racing, I didn't know anybody. But now I go around and um, see people I've seen for years, and it's like a reunion every time we go. Within the obstacle course racing community, there are a lot of uh, groups. Um, I also belong to, I mentioned uh, Grey Berets, but I also belong to Team Southern Spartans. I also belong to OCR Tribe. Um, It's just a way for communities to get together and keep up with training and keep up with each other in these little Facebook groups. So I would say one of the benefits of OCR is a sense of community. Where OCR gives you a sense of community in short races, there's other sense of community that I've I've become a part of in ultra running. When you are running, what I've learned is, while I'm trying to sprint 12 to 15 miles a week for ultra running, I've got to run at conversation pace. So that was a shock to me in my first trail run where everybody wanted to talk and I just wanted to run. I learned my willingness to run was commendable, but I wasn't going to go far at that pace. So I learned to settle back and meet people on the trail. So that's what I like about it. Maybe I'll hear about your stories soon. Again, my email address is editor at redbikepublishing.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, I'd love for you to keep up with our blog, too, at runinmud.blogspot.com. You can comment on the exercises. And I look forward to talking to you during our next podcast. Anyway, hey, keep running, keep your heads up, and we'll figure out this thing together. Well, thanks again for joining our podcast. We'd love to have you contact us at editor at redbikepublishing.com If you'd like to be interviewed or would like to recommend somebody for an interview, come visit us. Find more information at runinmud.blogspot.com That's runinmud.blogspot.com Until next time, keep running.